In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio, live on Toginet.com. Co-hosted by Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women around the world. We'll cover everything military, from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder, to navigating government programs dealing with family issues, to the struggles of deployment, along with being a working mother, both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio, and here are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back. Hello, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck uh, coming to you from Military Mom Talk Radio, and I believe we have Tina Gonzalez on the line. Tina, are you there? I'm here, Sandra. Did you have a good week this week? It was a good week. It was beautiful here. Now, where are you calling in from? From, uh, I live on Camp Pendleton in California. So you you, you are actually living on the base as we do the show. I live right on base. So we can say, coming to you live from Camp Pendleton. Yep. Right Which really sounds a lot better than a horse ranch somewhere in central California. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, we had such a great show last week, everybody. Um, we got lots of feedback uh, from our guests. Um, we had uh, Mike Hoffman. from uh, He's a recovery care coordinator uh, for the military, and he provided us with lots of information and we didn't get through all the information that we wanted to, and then we got such great feedback that his information was vital that we're going to have him back again today. And, Tina, you have some experience with the recovery care program. That's correct? Yes. My husband um, is at Wounded Warrior here on Camp Pendleton, and um, he also has a um, recovery care coordinator uh, that I also work with um, on things from counseling to programs on base to any kind of thing that can help with our family, whether it's with his recovery or just, you know, helpful tidbits, you know, for the kids, things that are happening on base. Wonderful, wonderful guy. So, so this is really about the whole family. It's not just, um, it's not just something that, that is for the service people. Is that correct? Member themselves, we're basically the ones that are on the other end, um, standing there right next to them day in and day out. So they try to do whatever they can um, to help us in anything that we also need to be able to help our husbands, wives, etc. So the and you were saying something about you. Do you have a family ready um, ready officer? Yes, I have a um, uh, Melinda Willett. She is our our uh, fro, as we call it, and uh, she's awesome. She, I go to her for all 
types of things. She's always there um, to call me to make sure that everything's going right on my end. She touches bases with me all the time just to make sure that, you know, if I haven't called in and, you know, asked her a question or gotten any advice from her that, you know, I'm still doing okay and that, you know, everything on the home front is good because she sees my husband on a regular, but as the family here on this side, she doesn't see us day to day in and day out. So she wants to make sure that, you know, me and the kids were doing great and that there's nothing that she can help us out with on her end. So I'm, I'm um, hearing a lot of feedback on this line and I'm thinking, Tina, maybe you should uh, call in again because I can't hear you. And um, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, the reins from here for a minute. Tina, if you want to call in so we can get better signal. Uh, today we have a guest who's a very good friend of mine. Uh, his name is Michael Hoffman, and we've worked together on and off for at least 10 years. And he is a Department of Defense Recovery Care Coordinator for the United States Marine Corps. And he assists, along with the Department of Defense Recovery Care Coordination Program, they assist the wounded, the ill, and the injured service members and their families um, for the uh, people who get hurt on active duty in service to your country. Uh, Mike, are you with us today? Yes, I am, Sandra. Thank you for having me. You are quite welcome. We're so happy to have you back. We had such great um, we had such great feedback on last week's show that we couldn't wait to have you back, and we had lots of questions uh, that people asked. But you know, before we get into that, um, for our listeners who are just joining us this week, I would like you to tell me a little bit about your experience in the Marine Corps and how you became a recovery care coordinator. Uh, my, my time in the Marine Corps, I'm a retired Marine First Sergeant. I spent uh, a little over 27 years in the Marine Corps. Um, I uh, started out in uh, supply as a 3051, which is a warehouseman in the Marine Corps, and things uh, progressed from there, and I was getting out. I was going to work for my dad in the Union. Then I met the love of my life, who's also a former Marine, and I decided to, uh, to make the Marine Corps a career for myself. And from there, I made a uh, lateral move and over to Marine Aviation and spent about 20 years uh, fixing and flying helicopters, uh, CH-53 Echo helicopters, and then the Marine Corps uh, selected me to the rank of first sergeant, and then they sent me to a unit where I had to jump out perfectly good aircraft. And I, and during those five years, um, I've got to, um, I was an inspector instructor first sergeant for a uh, third air naval gunfire liaison company, third Anglico, based out of Long Beach. And there I did a lot of community um, services, dealing with color guards, military funeral honors, and that. And then right there is when the war kicked off, and so I actually mobilized the whole reserve unit and forwarded them to a, uh, out to Iraq. I did uh, the pre-health assessment and administrative needs and also uh, pre-deployment and also uh, the post-health uh, assessments and dealt with a lot of uh, injured service members and their families through our family readiness program. I used to be a family readiness officer, uh, in my billet as the uh, inspector and instructor first sergeant, and I did uh, five other subsequent mobilization of 30 to 40 man detachments, supplementing active duty uh, Anglicos. And from there, I uh, decided to um, retire from the Marine Corps and uh, 
finished up my college degree with the University of Phoenix, uh, and through a friend of mine, uh, one of my previous commander, I heard about the recovery care coordinator positions, and I thought they were pretty interesting, and I applied for it and got it, and I've been working that position ever since uh, November of 2008. Now, you were an FRO uh, prior to this? And yeah, do you work part of my these- duties. Pardon me? I work a lot with the families uh, when they when the service members were deployed, making sure they uh, any any family needs or or resources were, uh, they may have need uh, was available to them. Informational thing there, uh, such as um, local base employment centers, uh, family service centers, um, such as community things that were uh, out there for uh, veterans and their families, like. Uh, SeaWorld and them have uh, once a year, if you're an active duty service member retiree, you can apply and you can take your family to uh, those facilities for free for a day. Really? Which is a great resource, yes. Knott's Berry Farm does something similar to that for veterans. There's other resources available that are out there. And that's a lot of the information the family uh, readiness officers put out and stuff like to their families there. And really, and, and that they actually bring, uh, have like a, uh, Family days, they bring them in and they get outside resources such as jumpers and uh, TRICARE, uh, VA benefits. Whatever the families say they need, they bring in the duty experts uh, to talk to them during those family days. They do it prior to deployment, why the service members deployed so the families can interact with other service members and their families. So it's a great, rewarding job, and the family readiness officers make our jobs as recovery care coordinators very uh seamless and when it comes to the families. So the listeners that are listening today um, that might be interested in finding, you know, all the different benefits that are offered to them or the different opportunities they have, they should go directly to their family ready officer and ask these questions? Absolutely. If not, then go to their family uh, service centers on base or or, or, uh, uh, or employment centers. Um, these resources are available. Some service members, a lot of the populace in the military today is a lot of mobilized reservists, and they're not really need, uh, by their specific service members' uh, specific service bases. It doesn't matter if you're Army, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, National Guard. If you buy one of those um, uh, bases, you can go there as a dependent and go and utilize those resources. You just don't have to use your service-specific. So. That's the beauty of uh, the military and the resources, one team, one fight. One team, one fight. So if someone is recently, you know, people who've been career military or like you, you know, you're a dual military family. Your lovely wife, Janet, was also a Marine. So you guys pretty much have it dialed in uh, for the, um, you know, for people who are career military or who've been in the service a long time. But for those who are new to the military and perhaps have just, you know, entered into a wounded warrior program who haven't been in, um, you know, in service very long, the rule of thumb would be to, you know, get to know your family ready officer as your new best friend. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, we'll get into it a little later, but uh, when a service member does become uh, injured in the course of his duties, whether through training or over in uh, Iraq uh, while deployed, um, they get a recovery care coordinator for those that don't. They have their family readiness officers, and they have their staff in QACs and officers, and they have the family service centers and the resources that are out there. And sometimes it comes overwhelming 
to a lot of family members is that they don't know. And part of that is education uh, through the resources that are available and um, being that advocate. And a couple of resources we're going to talk about today, uh, a little later on in the show, will 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 we'll make those uh, more transparent, especially for those wounded, ill, and injured service members through the Wounded Warrior uh, uh, Regiment. Okay, Mike, I don't mean to cut you off, yeah. but we need to go to our first commercial break. Okay, uh, we're no here problem. with uh, Michael Hoffman, who is a Recovery Care Coordinator for the United States Military, and we are Motherhood Incorporated, provided by Military Mom Talk Radio. This is Tina and Sandra. We'll be back in a minute. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Girlfriend It is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, with your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The Girlfriend at Principal was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out girlfriended.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. What's your story? Are you living it? Well, you could be. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Her passion is helping others discover, create, and live their personal brands. Yep, you heard me. You have a brand. No different than Coke, Pepsi, or Nike. You are a walking, talking, living, breathing brand. You're not a logo. You're not a tagline. The choices you make become the path you take. This is your brand. Now, live your story. Your brand is not just what you say it is. It's also what others say it is. So what are you communicating? And how can you create an authentic brand? We'll take on these challenges with What's Your Story? Every week, Hillary will feature teens, moms, and organizations that are learning and living their story. Now, her passion is to help others discover, create, and live their personal brands. To find out more, go to inspiredbyfamily.com. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back. Hi, Military Moms. We are here. We've got Tina back. We're very excited to have you back, Tina. I am back. You are back. And you were telling us um, about uh, when we lost you 
you were telling us about, um, you know, your experience with your family readiness officer. Um, it, can you briefly go over that? Because I don't think anybody heard you. Um, yeah, my family readiness officer, uh, Melinda Willett, she is awesome. She is um, the person that I go to if I have any informa- any questions or if I have any new information about anything that's happening with my family or I need to know um, counseling uh, places to go to on base, um, things that I can do to help out um, with them down at there at Wounded Warrior because I am a daycare provider on base. So I kind of keep her up to date and let her know that you know, the things that I'm doing with, um, like, our first show when we had the respite care um, speaker on, um, just so that we are eye-to-eye on everything. Um, she likes checking in with me if I haven't talked to her in a while just to make sure that, you know, the family's doing good and that everything over here on our end at home is um, running as smoothly as it can and if there's anything that we need from her that can help out on our end of here. So she is a wonderful um, asset, honestly. Now, we are here today with Michael Hoffman. He is the Department of Defense Recovery Care Coordinator for the United States Marine Corps, and he's also um, a very good friend of mine. We're so happy to have him back. And, Mike, when we went on, uh, before we went on break, you were talking about some of the different resources um, you know, because your job here is to educate people and also to bring people together to give everyone the maximum benefit of the recovery care program. Mm, true. Um, with that there, like I said in my last show there, um, basically my job is to empower the service member and the family to make informed decisions, not to enable them. And how I do that is passing them accurate information that is shown in black and white and give them the resources to help them overcome their need, goals, and challenges and putting in uh, and making things identifiable to them, uh, such as um, making them they're aware of resources that are out there, such as the uh, local unit family readiness officer, the base family service centers, maybe the base employment centers, the base joint education center, especially for those spouses that are now in, in, uh, looking for employment or looking to go to school, uh, resources, something that um, wounded warriors have available to them at, uh, at the regimental and the battalion sites and, and uh, some of the detachments are academic advisors, and they're actually there on site at the battalions. Our, ours in particular is Sierra Lovelace. And uh, she sits down and she maps out uh, for the recovering service member an educational plan, as well as resources, um, financial aid that's available. We we'll sit down with the spouses and talk about uh, military spouse scholarships that are available, Pell Grant, explain the ins and outs of the uh, educational facilities and resources that are identical in their, lo- in their local area. Hey, now, Mike, I'm just going to cut you off for a second here because, Tina, you just got your your education. Can you tell me what, what you just achieved, and did you use any of the military resources available to do that? I didn't. I didn't use any of the military resources. <laughs> Honestly, I wish I would have known more about it. Um, my other, my husband's previous unit, they their fro wasn't as... Um, Encouraging as mine is now, and I didn't really know what they had out there. Um, I attended um, 
AIU, American Intercontinental University, and um, I just got my master's in uh, business management and human resources. So I wish I would have known because it probably would have put a, a nice little bit in my pocket since um, it cost a lot of money for me to go to school, a lot. And I'll probably be paying student loans off for long periods of time, but I wish I could have utilized some of this uh, financial aid and the the spouse support of the education and through the military like they have to offer. And, Mike, are you familiar? I know, you know, I throw a lot of different questions at you pretty randomly. Are you familiar with any of the educational resources, or can you direct our listeners maybe where they could go to find out more? Or, you know, what do you – and, you know, I'm going to yes. give you another question. Yes, that. What do you do if your FRO isn't really on top of things or, you know, isn't aware of some of these things? What can we do to help? Well, I, I would say um, that they may not be up on it. However, it's like anything else. If they don't know you have a need or what you're looking at, they can't help you. But with that, every base, no matter what type of service, has an education center, and they have educational counselors in there for the service member and the spouses to let them know what's out there. My, my my thing is to go there. Uh, a great website uh, for like uh, 2010, 2011 uh, financial aid applications uh, is for applications for federal student aid. You can go to www.faffsa.ed.gov, and that is a great resource to figure out how to pl- how to apply for grants, federal grants, and stuff like that, and then so, you can go. Yes, go ahead. Oh, so but it's really vital for. Uh, I, I think what I'm hearing here is that even if you don't think your FRO would be able to help you in something, it's worth asking because you can't know Absolutely. what you don't know. And and like they have, they're a, a touchstone of knowledge and information when it comes to especially uh, family members and uh, for resources that are available, that's their sole purpose. So they may not be proactively getting that out because they may be uh, inundated with a lot of family issues, but if you ask them a question, they can put you in contact with that uh, resource that can uh, give you that information you need to uh, meet your educational goals or get you that financial assistance. Great. And um, I want to segue away from education just for a second because I want to share with um, all of our listeners today, you know, just, you know, I think once a Marine, always a Marine. And if you can just share with our listeners today how you did the call last week and what was going on, where were you, what was shut off, and what was the noise level? Because it's just, it's just so, first of all, it's so you, Mike, but it's also <laughs> such a Marine to just get in there and get the show done. Well, like with most places that you're uh, where you're at there, and especially what what we do, uh, um, the resources that are growing for the uh, for this program are 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 here. The people are coming here, but there's no space, and space is coming. But with that, there um, the space where we are right now, I have to share an, an office space that has a lot of traffic and a lot of thin walls, and. Um, Monday and Tuesdays are very high traffic days just starting the week dealing with uh, challenges with uh, the service members that I may have or getting caught up um, with the information from that the regiment passes and the battalion passes to us there, finding a location that's quiet. So I'm thinking being smarter than the average bear that I was just going to 
go out to my car since I couldn't have anything there. So I figured I'd just turn on the air conditioner. Well, I was getting feedback through the phone from the air conditioner. So I had to turn that off. And I figured I'd just wind down the windows. And we, uh, where we based off is right by the air facility on Marine Corps Base Camp Pendleton in Cap Pendleton, California, is right by the airfield. So there's a bunch of helicopters noise and everything blowing. So, so I had to sacrifice and the wind the windows up there. And, uh, it happened to be the hottest day we've had to date out there. And I was just, uh, getting a little wet from uh, a lot of perspiration and I drank all my water. So the length of the conversation, I was, in my car, um, <laughs> going, getting, getting my uh, sauna workout. There you go. There you go. Well, I just thought, you know, when you told me that last week, I was tickled pink, and I just thought, you know, this is so perfect, you know, for not only the nature of our radio show, we're here to help, but there you are out sitting there in your car, sweltering like it's Iraq, and, you know, there's helicopters landing and taking off, and, you know, you just – went through your show and, and did it seamlessly. What do you think, Tina? Does he get a round of applause? I think he deserves a round of applause on that one. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, ladies. My pleasure. Oh, great. Well, let's, um, let's go back to our topic of the day. And, and uh, Mike, can you briefly go over the four cornerstones of care? Um, can we talk about those for a minute? Oh, absolutely. There, uh, before we go in there, let's go in there and touch bases. And this falls under the Recovery Coordination Program which is right now the Department of Defense Care Coordination Office. And basically, um, the recovery coordination program is administered by the Department of Defense and delivered to the military services, i.e. Wounded Warrior Program through the Pacific Service. Mine in particular is the Marine Corps, the Air Force, Army, and uh, Navy all have their um, uh, recovery care uh, coordinators uh, and program, and maybe not the same name, but a little bit different. Uh, that uh, deals with the medical and family support program. Um, the mission is to improve the care, management, and transition support for wounded, ill, and injured service members, veterans, and their families from recovery through rehabilitation to reintegration. The recovery coordination and the federal recovery coordination programs implement reform to existing policies, programs, and processes with within and across Department of Defense and Veteran Affairs. So it's like co-mingled between the two. Uh, the four cornerstones, um, as to your question there, management and transition are recovery care coordinators such as myself, but there's actually two. There's a, uh, the recovery care coordinator and a federal recovery care coordinator. The uh, federal recovery co coordinator handles the severely wounded, ill, and injured service members and veterans and their families that will require lifetime care due to injuries such as wheelchair or homebound, amputees, blind, just to name a few injuries they, they may have. Uh, recovery care coordinators handle active duty service members who are injured on active duty in service to their country that have sustained a serious injury or illness that are unlikely to return them to full duty within a time specific specified by his or her uh, military department. Uh, the Marine Corps, uh, DOD's mandate six months. Marine Corps cuts that in half to 90 days and may be medically separated or retired from uh, the military service. The goal is the client that we have is to uh, get them to return uh, back to active duty because that's what the service member wants. Great, you know, great. They, Mike, we're going to be going to break. Uh, we're going to be going to break in a minute. And um, we are here today with Mike Hoffman 
He is in the recovery care program. He's a recovery care coordinator for the United States military. And uh, we're going to be back in a minute. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning. That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Join Learning and Laughter with Louise every Wednesday at 9 Eastern, 8 a.m. Central on Toginet to discuss fun, fascinating, and educational topics. Each week, Louise will be talking with a variety of guests, ranging from authors, educators, parents, filmmakers, athletes, and entrepreneurs, just to name a few. You know, when it comes to learning, the sky is the limit. And so will the topics that are covered here on Learning and Laughter with Louise. Louise Sattler is a school psychologist who has worked within the fields of special education and bilingual education. She also owns a successful company, Signing Families that creates DVDs and special workshops to teach sign language and instructional products for people of all ages and needs. With new DVDs coming out soon, check her website for more information at signingfamilies.com. From time to time, Louise will be joined by her daughter, Natasha Sattler, who will give a college-age perspective to the show. So pour that morning cup of coffee and join us here on Toginet every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central. You never know who will show up for Learning and Laughter with Louise on toginet.com. Let's chat it up with Bloom Talk with Barb Scala on Toginet. Thursday afternoons at 3 Eastern, 2 Central. And find out how women are growing, blossoming, and blooming in their friendships and careers, health, and so much more. It's Bloom Talk with Barb Scala. Check out our website, bloomwithbarb.com. Whether you want to transplant your life or just do a little pruning, Bloom Talk will inspire you to cultivate the lifestyle you want to live. Join lifestyle coach and co-author of Sanity Savers, Barb Scala, each week on Bloom Talk and sprout your dreams. Grow your life. I hear a lot from women. I want meaning in my life. I want a fulfilling life. I want to do something that's exciting. and I can control my life instead of my life controlling me. I can tell the world this is who I am and, and this is what I'm all about. Barb will introduce you to dynamic guests and real women who are redesigning, re- building and reinventing their own lives and bloomstorm how you can dream create and grow the lifestyle you want to live it's bloom talk with barb scala thursday afternoons at three eastern two central on toginet.com put a boot in your ass it's the american way help the sound put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking her fist Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front. With help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Courtesy. Hi, we're here with Military Mom Talk Radio. I have my lovely co-host, Tina Gonzalez. I also have the pleasure of having my good friend, Mike Hoffman, from the Department of Defense Recovery Care Coordination Program. He's a recovery care coordinator for the United States Marine Corps. And, um, and Mike and Tina, while we were on break, I popped onto the web a little bit, and I went on to this uh, woundedwarriorsregiment.org. And um, I want to share with our listeners, you know, not only do they have great links to more information, um, like the Military Family Links Resources, the HealthNet Federal Services, and the Military Spouse Career Center, and the Employment Center, um, there was also some really cool checklists on there. There's a deployment checklist, a family care plan checklist, a family readiness handbook. Um, I definitely think it's worth checking out. It's www.woundedwarriorregiment.org. 
And um, Mike, last week we talked a little bit about um, the National Resource Directory. Can you uh, give us a brief rundown of what's found on there? Uh, um, the National Resource uh, Directory provides access to services and resources at the national, state, and local levels that support recovery, rehabilitation, and community reintegrations for our wounded and injured service members. Um, it is an online partnership for wounded uh, and ill-injured service members, veterans, uh, their families, and those who support them. Um, so, like, uh, uh, service members such I mean, uh, resources such as me can go in there and help uh, find resources uh, for, for my service member and their families, or the service member can go there and look for himself. In my opinion, it's truly a one-stop shop. Uh, to assist the wounded and service members, veterans, and their families, and those who support them, to locate services and resources that um, are in their local area instead of having to uh, go to Google and go through a numerous resources there. It goes down to the zip code, into the state, into the county. So uh, it's definitely worth the service members uh, and our family members' time to go to that website and, uh, and, and check that. Now, Tina, let me ask you, you've, you've been on these sites, I'm sure, and um, can you tell our listeners, we heard it from, you know, kind of the, you know, one side, can you tell me from the user side, from the mom side, you know, what are some things that you find on there or found on there that have been particularly helpful to you or that you would recommend? Well, um, there's a lot of stuff on there, especially when it comes down to um, even to break down uh, tidbits of things that you're like my husband has um, PTSD and so I have went on there to try to find out more information um, about his condition um, ways to help him so that has been a great resource for me um, it's given me uh, many uh, books to read I have a library full of books <laughs> that help me as the spouse um, dealing with him and trying to help him along in his recovery and also um, to find out things for me just as a mom, as the military spouse of, you know, ways that I can make my life run a little bit easier. Um, the, the support on this website is awesome. I mean, you can find, it's basically you go into the search column and you can find anything you need. Type it in and it'll pop up for you. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. It has numerous links to support services and resources available across federal, state, and local government agencies, veteran benefit and service organizations, nonprofit, professional, uh, community and faith-based organizations, and academic institutions. And it also ties into the numerous resources, such as the Wounded Warrior Call Center that uh, – that is based out of Quantico, Virginia, from the Wounded Warrior Regiment, and that, that's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, to the service members to call in. They can call uh, this uh, 1-877-487-5555. Uh, number, and there will be a call center rep that can talk to them and actually help them go through this resource or give them the, that resource that they're looking for. So, um, you know, Tina, what do you think was most helpful for you in those, you know, on those different websites? Do you think it was the books? Do you think it was the knowledge? Or do you think it was just the feeling that there was somewhere where you could go to find what you needed? That's exactly what it was because I could go there for anything. They have so many, 
you know, categories that you click on thinking you're going to get one or two little tiny bits of information, but there's like five different sublinks that go to another sublink that go to another. It's like an endless gateway of information. You can go on there for anything, employment, education, I mean, housing. They even have healthy living if you want new healthy recipes to have a healthy lifestyle. I mean, it's, it's endless information. So we should actually be working, Tina, you and I, on getting our radio show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so um, that's great. So that's the National Resource Directory. Mike, can you give us that, Earl? What's that, name? Can you give me the domain name for the National Resource Directory? Yes, it's www.nationalresourcedirectory.org. Uh, Great, and the other site we were looking at today was www.woundedwarriorregiment, just like it sounds, .org, and that has a lot of family member resources. Um, let's and, see. Yes. Yes, um, there's also two other resources based off of that because uh, the regiment has two different battalions, uh, one on the East Coast and one on the West Coast. The Wounded Warrior Battalion East is based out of Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, and the Wounded Warrior Battalion West is based out of Camp Pendleton, California. And each one of them have their uh, websites as well. And they're the same website, but it's Battalion B Bravo November West or Bravo November East in front of the Wounded Warrior Regiment.org and then go to their separate race, uh, websites for their. Uh, resources that are available too. And the, um, the, would, the, would the service members' families know which one to go to? Is it matter where? Is it because where you're stationed, or is it where? You know, how do you know whether to go to east or west? A absolutely, east or west is if based off the Mississippi. If you live west of the or stationed, uh, stationed west of the Mississippi, then you fall in battalion west. If it's east of the Mississippi, you fall in battalion east. And both of these battalions, West and East Links, are are also off the uh, regimental uh, website, which you gave. They can uh, they have links to go to either or as well. Terrific, terrific. Um, let's. Uh, we've got a few minutes before we go to break, so let's talk about um, Mike. I'd like you know to pick up a little bit where we left off last uh, show, and we can talk about the ten steps of care management and transition. Okay, sounds great. It's all you, baby. <laughs> well, are you ready for me to kick off that, man? I am ready for you to do it. Do your thing. Okay. Do your thing. Okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go, uh, go go briefly over the 10, uh, ten uh, steps of care management and transitions are. And um, we uh, base these off of recovery is when the Marine gets injured and um, initially and he goes through his continuum of care. That is called recovery. Once he or she has reached the level that the uh, medical provider says, hey, you can return to full duty. Once that happens, that's called rehabilitation. Or the service member's um, conditions are unfit and he's going to be uh, submitted to a physical evaluation board uh, to be considered through uh, medical separation and retirement. Um, and then you have the integration, and that may be um, back to uh, the, the fleet, to their uh, active duties, full duty status, or transition to the private sector after being medically separate or retired. And 
They have like 10 steps of care management and transition are screening, assigning, coordinating, assessing, planning, supporting, evaluating, processing, transitioning, and then reviewing. I'll talk a little bit about the screening. The screening is all injured uh, or ill service members are are evaluated. Are they a category one, just a minor injury, category two, um, their injuries are not going to allow them to go back to uh, active duty within a certain time frame prescribed by the services within 90 or six, uh, uh, six months, 90 days or six months for the Marine Corps. Um, and then they have the uh, assigning. Once that determination is made there, then they're assigned based on their category level. to be categorical three, means they're double amputee, traumatic brain injury, going to need lifetime extended. He's already category three. While they're on active duty, they're going to get a recovery care coordinator and a federal recovery care coordinator because they criteria. And sometimes throughout their continuum of care, they may bounce from a two to a three or to a one. And each time they change, they'll need, and you'll do needs assessments we'll get into, and, you, and they'll have the uh, full resources of whatever they rate. So how, it's, how this signing is done here with Battalion West is that they have an operations officer, the F3 officer, um, and that F3 officer takes that um, service member that falls, that, that's brought to uh, the, the attention that he or she uh, requires a recovery care coordinator through their call center because we handle the active duty people in the call center. They call a call center rep, and the call center rep says, hey, talking to the family, hey, this this person has some challenges, and they have non-medical case managers, and they'll refer them to a non-medical case manager, and then they'll say, if I can't handle it, hey, this service member needs a recovery care coordinator. And then the uh, operations officer will then assign an RCC. And on our site, we have, uh, we have eight, nine on site. Where we are, then we have uh, three at, uh, four at uh, Balboa, we have two in Hawaii, depending on the demographic where they're at, that uh, the RCC will be assigned, and they'll go through the uh, site recovery care coordinator task lead, and then he will send out the referral, and then we will make connection with the service member and their family. So we really come into the RCCs really start doing anything until the uh, coordinating level, which coordinates care and recovery coordinators, oversight and care management assistance. Basically, oh, we... Hey, Mike. Mike, we got to go yes. to break. I hate to cut you off. Okay. We're here with no Mike Hoffman, the Department of Defense Recovery Care Coordinator for the United States Marine Corps. We're so happy to have you today. We're going to pick you up in a couple of minutes after this commercial break. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Combine snide and remark and you've got snark. Combine Lisa Mena and Valia Alvarez on Monday nights and you've got deep dish snark. Monday nights at 9, 8 central, part of the Her Insight Network. When you've had enough at work or at home, 
and you're ready to laugh, join Lisa and Value for their no BS look at the world and the people in it. They'll be serving up a no holes barred take on pop culture, current events, entertainment, and family matters with segments like Accidentally Helpful, TV is Not My Hobby, and Who Sucks This Week. Deep Dish Snark delivers something for every girl who enjoys life with a dash of sarcasm. Lisa Manna is a former TV news anchor turned stay-at-home mom. She's making sure if anyone screws up her kids, it's her. Valia Alvarez suffers life as a jack-of-all-trades, mistress of none, by juggling a PR career, marriage, motherhood, and more. Don't miss Deep Dish Snark with Lisa Manna and Valia Alvarez. Monday nights at 9, 8 Central. Part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com. Get ready for the Not So Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not So Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Mom with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Hey, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck, and I have my lovely co-host, Tina Gonzalez, with us here today. And we are happy, hi, 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 we are happy to have Michael Hoffman, our Department of Defense Recovery Care Coordinator for the United States Marine Corps. Uh, Mike, before we get back to you, uh, Tina, I want to throw the mic over to you and um, have you uh, share with our listeners, you know, what, what's the most important thing, if you could have our listeners take away one thing from today's show, what would that be? To get in contact with your recovery care coordinator. Um, honestly, when my first, when my husband first got to Wounded Warrior, I had no idea that there was so much help. I was familiar with the um, fro positions, you know, from previous units that my husband had been in, but I had no idea that there were so many other people that had so much valuable information and that my husband was working with side by side. He's not always the one that gives me all the information about all these little people. I hear names thrown here and there, but after I found out the fact that the recovery care coordinator had so much valuable information for me, I wish that I would have known um, about them earlier. There's so many different people there that it's kind of get these names thrown out and you don't exactly know what they do. My best advice to you is to call them and just tell them, you know, I'm so-and-so spouse, mom, sister, brother, you know, daughter, and I want to know, you know, what you guys have to offer me. You know, I'm having this problem at home. You know, they're always there to send you in some kind of direction. If they can't answer it themselves, they will get you the proper resources to help you out with what you need. 
And if I could give any advice, it is to contact them as sooner than later. And don't think that they're going to turn you away. No question could go unanswered. And if they can't answer it themselves, like Michael had said, they will find you someone that can answer your question. So you really, you have to be persistent. You have to ask. Don't be shy. No. Um, because you're already going through a tough situation. And Mike, and perhaps you can talk about this. I know, you know, we still are going to finish up our 10 steps of care maybe if we have time. But, you know, this is a situation that affects the whole family. Well, and, and that starts off um, from the beginning. You know, like I said before, what do I know? Who needs to know? And have I told them? Uh, it's hard for a service member or a family member or a spouse who's not really um, been in the military culture to really think in those terms. They're the, the, and a lot of the service members were the primary provider in the household and made a lot of the call. And due to their uh, medical challenge they incurred in service to their country, they still don't want to let that go even though they know they can't do it. And so it's kind of hard because uh, the family dynamics have changed so much to work that out between them. So as a recovery care coordinator, um, we left off on step three, and the most important thing is the coordinating factor. Once I get assigned a service member, I go in to uh, get some information, do my background, and check on him or her whoever referred to me, make sure I know what's going on with them uh, from administrative side as far as pay issues and stuff like that. I'll get with the military uniform personnel, make sure there's no pay issues or anything that are out there, where, where, how many deployments they've had, and then I'll also find out um, from the non-medical case manager call center rep, I'll look at what we have, what we call Marine Corps Wounded Ill and Injured uh, Tracking System to see the case notes that are in there. So I have a general idea. I'm looking for something that I can, when I first meet them, that I know something about, where they were born, where they were raised, what units he was attached to, so I can build that bridge with them and that bond. And also, uh, I extrapolate being a former Marine, so I try and build that bridge to be them. I also try to find something that, I can, that they're having challenges with. So when I do meet with them or talk to them, I can provide them that resource to overcome that challenge or answer that question. So I've started my relations on a positive note with, with them. I also, if I have a married service member, I, I, I strongly recommend that I meet with, with the service member and the spouse. And I've yet to date had a service member or a spouse that, I, that have not welcomed that. And then from there, what we do is some assessing. We do a lot of informational. I give them, I give them my job description and basic responsibility, and I, I give it to them in writing. I say, hey, this is what you need to hold me accountable to. If I ever fall short, you need to hold me accountable to that, and this is who I work for. Okay, I give them, this is where you are in your continuum of care. I talk about the recovery rehabilitation the re, and reintegration, where they're at. Um, and, and, and I go all through the things what we do, what we call comprehensive needs assessments. And these comprehensive needs assessments are pretty well entailed. And uh, what, the, what they do is they go across and they ask, like, 
administrative information that may do you have any pay issues um are both your uh, wife and dear deers all your children rolled in deers with benefits and stuff like that um do you require any assistive device due to your medical challenges or technology? Do you have a PDA? Do you have a TENS unit uh, for your back? Do you have any uh, prosthetics um, awards? That's a big thing for a lot of service members there. They uh, got hurt in country, and they uh, got medevac, maybe the long stool, maybe went to a polytrauma center and came back. And did they get their uh, Purple Heart if they rated it? Did they get any uh, their uh, campaign medals? or any other type of awards they may raise there, finding out where they are and the status of where they're at. Um, benefits and compensation that they, they may rate, um, what they call um, pack pay. Where, like if you're in a hostile environment and you get injured and you leave that environment, imminent danger pay or whatever it may be, you rate that pay to continue if you are medevac for injuries incurred while you're in combat. And that continues even though you're no longer in there. So we verify all those pain entitlements. They may rate a traumatic uh, uh, group life insurance claim for, uh, for an injury or uh, for a loss of limb. We make sure the uh, what they call a TSGLI claim is filed and if they rate it, submit it, and get compensated accordingly. Um, some service members uh, may rate Social Security disability pay by their own active duty. They get disability pay from Social Security uh, for them as well as for their spouse and their children. We help um, put them in contact with the resource and the, uh, the Social Security office to file for that claim. Um, we also coordinate and find out who their medical case manager is or who their primary care manager is, and we get privacy release forms signed off so we're able to communicate and advocate on the service member's behalf through the continuum of care because HIPAA is a, a big thing about privacy with a service member and in order to interact with a clinician or a provider, you have to have these release forms. So we explain what they are. We have the service member uh, uh, sign off and authorize us to do so. And then uh, if they're having challenges or need appointment and not able to get from point A to point B, we meet the medical case manager and explain where we're at and, and get them in contact to provide that clarity from the provider. So it's a good thing. Then we go through uh, education and training. Well, are they, what are they looking to do? I, I really don't with service members. I really don't uh, advocate them doing anything in recovery except for focusing on getting better, doing their um, uh, counseling, doing their um, mental health counseling, doing their uh, physical therapy, concentrating on getting healthy there. Um, but if they have a spouse, I concentrate on education and employment. Where are they working? How is transportation? Does he have any needs? Things there. So we go along. To the, it's a pretty in-depth process that we go through. Do you need any family support? Is there gender specific within the family? Some uh, of our service members, family members, can't speak English. So and they 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 speak Spanish or they speak very little broken English. So. We have to coordinate and find a resource to help communicate uh, communicate to uh, the service member's spouses uh, the way she communicates or he communicates. Um, housing, are they in base housing? How they are, are they on time with rent? Anything like that. Legal issues, um, communicate about what a physical evaluation board is, the difference between the legacy BB and the uh, new uh, 
disability evaluation system, um, a pilot program, physical evaluation board, medical care needs, psychological health, spiritual, transportation, home, and numerous other, other things that we go across to. So we do all those assessings through all those things, and then from there, based on the needs of the service member and the family members, the spouse, kids, because they may need counseling and stuff like that, we create what we call, we start a planning stage, which is our fifth stage, where we create our comprehensive transition plan. And basically, any need that's, that's identified or our request from the service member or the family member is, is, is made solely as one item. And then we answer the five W's and the how for each one of those items. And we build that through recovery, how we did, and then once the service member has been determined to go back to full duty or refer to a PAB, we do another needs assessment for rehabilitation. And then we can do the exact same thing. And then once determined transition back to full duty or uh, to be medically separated, retired from service, then we do another needs assessment. And then we do the four, uh, the multiplier tying it for the transition if they're medically retired, tying into the VA. DOD benefit, where the, where are the service member and the family going to plant their flag? Okay, they're here in California. Now they're going to go to San Antonio, Texas. Well, I've got a uh, wounded warrior vet that's medically medically retired that has continuum of mer- medical care needs. So I've got a coordinator with the VA liaison who handles the VA health care and the service member's uh, medical case manager, and we hey, work Mike, with them. Yes. Mike, we've got about 30 seconds to the end of the show. I think at some point we're going to have to have part three because uh, <laughs> Tina and I were just chatting going, I can't believe how much information you can deliver in a short span of time. So we are here. I want to thank you for being on the show today again. We will schedule part three at some point. Um, we have Mike Hoffman here, my good friend with the Department of Defense Recovery Care Coordinator for the United States Marine Corps. Thank you so much for being here today, Mike. You were awesome. And thank you, Tina, for being such a great co-host. No problem. Thank you for having me.